everyone. Welcome back to the Afters Podcast, where we chit-chat away about music and industry and EDM and techno. And today we're joined by the one and only C-Star. Welcome in. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so I, before we start, I really need to tell a story. And I think this is a hilarious story, which is why I'm inserting it. If not, it'll be cut and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was first getting introduced to you, it was actually Base Coast two years ago. Okay, yeah. And we met. I think handshake or something like right. that. And I was like, oh my god, hi, how are you? Blah, blah blah. And then I turn away and somebody goes, Do you know who that is? And I was like, That's so funny. No, I mean I just met her. She's yeah. great. That's Sea Star. <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me more. She is a surgeon. And I was a like, surgeon? A surgeon and a techno DJ. And a techno DJ. I was like, that is so cool. Oh my god, people can do I think both. They got the surgeon part wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I realized today, it's not Sturgeon. Surgeon, it's Sturgeon. I did work with Sturgeon. <laughs> but, One uh, time yeah. you're a marine biologist. Not <laughs> so I think they got the lot they of the, the, Yeah, they, the they Freudian slipped that one. Right. The fish, really fish fish surgeon. <laughs> Anyway, so I thought that was really cool. Scientist, techno DJ, take me all the way back. All the way back. Okay, it all started when I was born. So, (laughs) (laughs) and the moment I both my eyes, Um, we landed here. But tell me the first memory that you kind of fell in love with just music in general. Um, I mean, I've always uh, had a knack for music. I was playing guitar when I was really young, um, but I like really got into electronic electronic music at like 12 years old actually it was oh, wow. uh, influenced by my older sister showed me who Benny Benassi was and nice. I was like this is it yeah. <laughs> and uh then I, I started raving at 18 actually in Calgary that's mm-hmm. the legal age mm-hmm. is there mm-hmm. and so yeah I've been raving for I guess well I just turned 29 last week so <laughs> happy birthday oh, really? so yeah. yeah it's it's uh, been a while and actually uh so I went to high school in Calgary and uh, the EDM scene is actually quite big there, surprisingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of country music, but there's a lot of... Yeah, there's some big shows there. I see them all the yeah. time. Like, so I'm like, how mm-hmm. do they get that show and we can get that show? Yeah. What the heck? I know. Yeah. We're like better than so Calgary. Small. Why didn't we get that show? <laughs> yeah, it's like a... a better than <laughs> Just like broader, like, EDM stuff. Like, yeah. I remember going to Mad Decent Block Party. I don't know mm-hmm. who that is. So we had oh, like, yeah. a version of that here. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And then I uh, saw Dylan Francis and, oh. you know, that kind of music. Mm-hmm. And Incredible. I actually had no idea about genres. Like, I was not paying attention to it at all. I'm like, yeah. it's electronic music yeah. and, uh, you know, stuff that you can rave to. Yeah. Um, but then I, believe it or not, like, didn't discover techno or really understand what it was until I turned 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, during my master's. And uh, it's an interesting time to start to pick up a new hobby during yeah. your master's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the Maybe best. Maybe not the best, yeah. But yeah. Um, how much time really have, Like, probably, like, two minutes. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I basically just, like, you know, sleep was off the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, staying up <laughs> sleeping, to go but, sleep. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. Um, I discovered techno, and within, like, a month or two, I was like, I really need to play with this more. Right. And I uh, just bought a mix deck and like I would DJ in my room for like twelve hours straight. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like self-taught and everything, and but just yeah, I would just zone in and like wear my headphones, and all of a sudden the sun's coming up. I'm like, oh wow, I've been here for twelve hours. Yeah. Um. And then uh, yeah, so I 
I bought a deck and was started teaching myself the summer of whatever two and a half years ago. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. And uh, then things started opening up with COVID and mm-hmm. uh, like bush raves started happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went to a bush rave up in Squamish. And I met this guy, and uh, I told him I was just starting to DJ, and he's like, oh, what do you spin? And I said, techno. He's like, have you heard of Vantech? And I was like, no, what's that? Yeah. And um, they said that, he said that they're a techno collective in Vancouver. I'm like, mm-hmm. we have that? Like, yeah, why does that exist? Yeah, I yeah. have no idea about the underground scene, like, pretty much. Right. Um, and, you know, there's some bush raves happening on the island and mm-hmm. stuff uh, where I was living, and... Um, I was like, yeah, I gotta go check out this techno rave. Yeah. And uh, wow, yeah. After that, I was just sold. Like I, um, and mm-hmm. then a couple months later, uh, they had a Halloween gig coming up, and I just kind of reached out and was like, hey, like, do you have any like spots on the lineup? And um, they just mm-hmm. gave me a shot. And my first uh, show was yeah, Halloween of twenty twenty one, and then I went up there. Had only used CDJs once before. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, what, what was the setup that you bought? So I started out with a Newmark. Yeah. Um, just entry level. Yeah. And then after my Halloween show, I bought CDJs. Oh, yes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Just go Yeah. I was like, I know that this is going to be my new sick addiction. Yeah. yeah. And I could really see myself, like, you know, incorporating, incorporating it into my life mm-hmm. for a while. So yes. I'm like... I know I'm going to upgrade, and I'm mm-hmm. eventually going to want CDGs anyway, so I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. screw it. <laughs> yeah, the thing yeah. with the professional gear, too, is that mm-hmm. it's, it's, it holds its value so well yeah. that it's really just like, you know, for me with photography, I kind of look at it this way, too, especially with lenses and, and stuff. Yeah. A lot of the times if I buy a lens, that lens is free. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's like a $3,000 lens or whatever, like three, four, five years later, I sell right. it for you know, two or $300 less and I've made so much money off of it already. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm literally renting the lens for 200 bucks for three, four years. You so know, true. I keep them a lot longer than that anyway too. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, with CDJs, you know, you buy it for like, you know, I don't know, it's like 3,500 a unit and then you're probably going to sell it five years later for like 2,000 a unit. It's like, yeah. you know, you're getting most of your money back. Right. Yeah. Pretty, as yeah. long as they're in good condition. I've been uh, able to like rent them out as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like, in Victoria, there's not many people with CDJs, yeah. so... That's yeah. Especially during COVID yeah. so supply chain issues, if you have them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it was a hot, hot yeah, demand. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Wow, yeah. that's quite the journey yeah. from, yeah. like, starting techno in 2021. Yeah. And then a couple months later, having your first gig. How did yeah. that first gig go? Did you have nerves? Oh, so man, I thought like... I was going to puke. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous, yeah. but, um, yeah. I... Especially on a plane gear you're not familiar with. Oh, uh, well, so when I first got up there, like... Again, because I'd only used CDJs once, mm-hmm. I didn't know you had to like stop the track, like while it's down, yeah. so then load the next yeah, one. Yeah, because also just keep playing, lock. or I'll just load. Lock on. Yeah, so I just or, like it kept saying, yeah, something. Oh, low lock, lock. yeah, yeah. And I was like, and so then my song that was playing, like I'm pretty sure played the whole way through, and I'm just looking up in the crowd, like, can somebody help me? <laughs> oh no! But then after yeah. that, like somebody came up and uh, yeah. crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was actually yeah. really funny because it was Halloween. I was dressed up as a cheerleader, and people were like, <laughs> you know, who is this girl? <laughs> right? Yeah, because that's yeah. such yeah. a different dynamic than what yeah. they see normally when you go yeah. up there techno. 
guy in a black dress, sure, t-shirt yeah. or something shirt that's like that. 15 sizes oversized yeah, right you know uniform. and they have yeah. a backwards yeah. cap or whatever yeah. but you yeah. have a little visor tell me <laughs> i do now yes yes okay so that was really scary and intimidating but next couple of gigs yeah. how did you find them um really awesome i mean like i am really hard on myself and uh, i am a perfectionist and mm-hmm. so actually like for the first year of djing like i I did struggle with, like, anxiety, and, you know, I had phenomenal performances and stuff, but it's, like, even if just one thing went wrong, Mm -hmm. that's all I'm thinking about, and, Mm -hmm. you know, people come up to me and be like, oh, that was an awesome set, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, ah, like, it was hard for me to take compliments, and I felt like I kind of had imposter syndrome a little bit, because, Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, just started DJing, kind of just came out of nowhere, and, um... Mm-hmm. But and yeah, a lot of that was just because of my perfectionist um, mentality. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, I just like you know one thing DJing um, that I've enjoyed the most is actually just the personal growth that's come with it. Like I've learned so much about myself and just putting myself in uncomfortable positions. And you know, like I I'm a yes person, so mm-hmm. there'd be times where I. I was offered a gig and I'm like am I ready for this like mm-hmm. I don't know I'm like yeah well I'm not gonna be the person that says no like mm-hmm. you yeah. know and um, push yourself outside of that comfort zone and just try it out yeah totally you know? and it's uh been a really rewarding experience to just see myself like really commit to something with like going full throttle like mm-hmm. it's this has become my biggest passion in mm-hmm. life honestly and mm-hmm. I've always been a hobby addict and like have picked up hobbies haven't quite committed to it I have, like, really bad ADHD, so, yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's what we should read title of our podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Turns out it's just ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then I would just, uh, like, hyperfixate on the DJ, yeah. but it's, like, yeah. oh, it's so, so fulfilling. So and, um, much. So, yeah, that, that was one thing that I, I mean, I've always been hard on myself with other things as well, so this was a really great avenue for me to, okay, Chrissy, like, work on that, you know, it's, because mm. otherwise it will take away from everything mm-hmm. you love about DJing and, mm-hmm. you know and like you know you're doing a good job so like you know something happens yeah people are yeah. wanting you to do <laughs> these so things so it's clearly there's a and yeah. you keep it's, getting booked and people keep wanting you back too and that's like such a validating stamp of approval totally and it, it took me a while to really like mm-hmm. absorb that and you know yeah, yeah people are not booking yeah. you because they're trying to be nice yeah. you know they yeah. want to hear you play yeah you know it's yeah, like sure. yeah yeah no there's no, they're, they're just gonna ruin their business or their everybody's night if they're just trying to be nice to yeah. you yeah yeah so it's like you've been, you've been like two and a half years like that yeah. wouldn't last very long yeah, no, yeah. absolutely so, not no yeah. i don't think yeah. so yeah. exactly yeah. that wouldn't last very long exactly. <laughs> yeah so i guess like getting into the techno aspect of yeah. things too like obviously techno is fast and it's so your first show at Vantech mm. went extremely well. Yeah. Very well. Enough that they invited me back. So. Enough <laughs> that they invited you back so many more times. Yeah. But I guess talk me through like that first kind of year of DJing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how were you kind of handling things mm. and going to different shows? Because you kind of got a residency at Vantech. Yeah. And yeah. how did that go? How did that feel? Um, so yeah, after my first show, which like, like I said before, I mm. totally thought I was going to puke. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like I... You know, I never, like, bought a deck with the intention of playing live either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, yeah, just kind of happened. And then once I played, like, my first two tracks, like, all my nerves went down. And, like, there's, yeah, there's a video of me in my cheerleading costume. And I'm just going super hard, playing <laughs> some acid techno. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it went really well. And uh, then they invited me back for Christmas. Mm -hmm. on Christmas oh, Day. you're the holiday DJ wow. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the holiday DJ yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I've uh, played three mm. Halloweens with them and three. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So you literally are the holiday yeah. DJ. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I just played yeah. the, the past Christmas. Oh, nice. With them. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, yeah. It's really nice because I actually like haven't been able to see my family on Christmas either. So like oh, yeah. being able to because uh, they live in Alberta. They live in the States, actually. They oh. moved there during COVID. So Whoa. that right. was like, you know, yeah. some time where I wasn't able to see them. And yeah. then mm -hmm. them like switching to their permanent residency. They're not allowed to leave the country. And then oh, so it's geez. like wow. things. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So it kind of explains all the time and effort that you put into DJing and mm -hmm. learning how to DJ over yeah. those 12 hours in your bedroom, sunrise. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I, again, yeah, I like picked it up during my master's. And yeah, that was challenging too because it got to a point where later at the end of my first year of DJing I was also trying to finish my master's and write my thesis mm -hmm. which is like 80 pages long and you know so balancing the two was really hard and mm. I'm like you know I go full throttle and like everything so yeah. I was like well I'm just gonna do both yeah. and yeah um you know they're there's that feeling of like, okay, like, am I going to have to make some compromises as I move forward in my career? But, uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, going back into just like how the first year felt, um, a lot of nerves, a lot of anxiety, being hard on myself, imposter syndrome, all of that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, textbook yeah. ADHD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, feeling like I'm not good enough, even though, like you said, like, you know, I was, yeah, you're getting book, the, we're like getting book, yeah. getting feedback. And you know, so it's I think that's actually what was most frustrating for me is mm -hmm. because I could see that like you know, objectively mm -hmm. um from the outside, but it was really hard to mm -hmm. feel it, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And so um yeah, like really just coaching myself through like um okay you don't want DJing to be like a negative impact on your mental health. Like this is something you love. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like you don't want, you know, some of the unjust anxiety that I did have, like it felt like a shame, like, you know, mm -hmm. taking away from my experience. And like, I'll be honest, there's a few times in that year that I was like, I don't know if I have what it takes to do this just emotionally. Like, right. Yeah. A very, very emotional person. And <laughs> right, I was like, yeah. I don't know if this is, worth it like yeah. for how hard I am on myself and of course. I then yeah I kept saying like okay are you gonna be this person that quits like mm -hmm. just because it's uncomfortable or hard like especially because I I know how much I love it it would mm -hmm. be a shame if it was mm -hmm. something yeah. I was like no whatever mm -hmm. try it's not that great yeah. Yeah. people are like eh, it's okay whatever then yeah. that would be easier to let go but it's so yeah. passionate you're being booked as much as you are mm -hmm. you know it's such yeah. a pivotal like point in your life too yeah I didn't want to like you know down the road like wow like you really just like gave up because you were being hard on yourself yeah. you know and I was like okay well that's lame yeah. keep going busy. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know but making that choice is difficult too it, it was that is hard. the harder choice I mean especially because you have all this other stuff going on for on at the time with yeah. your masters and you're going mm -hmm. into what you think is your career yeah, of yeah. the future yeah. And you're yeah. just like, of course, there's all that societal guilt about like, why aren't you focusing on the important on thing? School that you, you know, yeah. like, you know, and, that could be yeah. nagging on you the whole time. And you're just like, wait, yeah. but is it the, the important thing? Or and, is me being happy the important thing? Well, you know, like you know? I, I was doing both. Like yeah. I, I'm also a very passionate scientist. Mm -hmm. And like, that's something that I won't give up. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it was more just like it took time to show people that I could do both, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like show my parents, like, hey, you know, you don't have to worry. Like, I will do my master's. Like, mm-hmm. I will finish yeah. this thesis. And yeah. uh, they've actually been like incredibly supportive and yeah. amazing. Yeah, and just being able to show them, like, okay, well, you know, I made it this far. Like, I'm not just going to yeah. give that up now. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, I definitely went not a lot of sleep. Sleep is for the week. Gotta yeah. give up and we'll sleep, sleep when we're dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess in terms of the actual techno too, and like it's fun, it's fast, it's you know there's mm. so much energy and you're carrying like a huge group of people with it too. What about techno and the nuances of techno mm. have you really learned? And kind of putting all like a set list together and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because I heard a little rumor, I heard a okay. little birdie rumor that you yeah. put together your track. Uh, you put together set. the entire set, start mm-hmm. to finish, and not a lot of DJs do this. Some people mm-hmm. go off intuition, mm-hmm. some people prepare the set list. Yeah. But what was the choice in the techno mm-hmm. and the prepared set list? I uh, yeah, I, I love that you um, asked that question because I, I as I uh, got into the scene and I actually realized how like hardly anybody does prep a set. Um, actually, and so that's one of the things that gave me imposter syndrome because people would talk about that and think that I was only prepping it because I was a new DJ. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not like, I no, it could me, also like, be the I, story that you're trying to tell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I get a lot of enjoyment, like DJing at mm-hmm. home, you know, like I said, I was DJing mm-hmm. my room for 12 hours straight mm-hmm. and like really curating something. Mm-hmm. And you know, the best analogy that I give people is like, okay, when um, you go to like an art exhibit and there's paintings, they're not painting it on the spot. They mm-hmm. just put hours and hours into it and then they're showcasing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my mentality with yeah. it. Like I view it as a craft and I really want to showcase like this is the journey that I've made for you guys. I know for, mm-hmm. I know for a fact the best sets I've ever heard were pre-set, mm. were the preordained intentional mm-hmm. yeah you know and you can tell you almost can right tell. away yeah Absolutely. you know and, and yeah. it's just a real like like if you're paying attention to music and the performance mm-hmm. you know when that is happening and it's so much more special yeah you know i, I understand the whole mentality of your job is to get the crowd moving and all mm-hmm. that stuff it's like yeah. but yeah but i think I, I think that if the set that you put together is doing its job it's gonna lead them that way anyway yeah you know and I, yeah I, i've had that been asked to like oh well what if you know if people aren't responding to or you know you need to cater to the crowd or whatever mm-hmm. but like every time i prep my set though like mm-hmm. i you know i'm very intentional with it mm-hmm. and you know i'm mindful of like my set time and yeah. the, the mm-hmm. venue and like yeah, course, um, yeah. and everything so each time, like I don't know, I think I think this will hit. Yeah, <laughs> this will yeah, hit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it has, and it has every time. I'd imagine. I mean, yeah. I keep getting booked. So. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing something right. So, yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. I think yeah. I think that's the the doing a set like because I know a lot of people that they will prepare a bunch of tracks that they want and then just play mm-hmm. them as they see the night going. Right. Mm-hmm. With, they'll have an idea yeah. of what they want to do, but it's not so set up. Yeah. You know, I, I, my first gig with Dana, uh, Danica, mm-hmm. we kind of did that. We had a bunch of tracks and then we just kind of like vibed it and then yeah. we just went like that. But then the set that I played at Hello Goodbye the next day, I had the track order pretty much set, set up right as, I, as I yeah. knew how I wanted that set to go. Yeah. And both both of them worked yeah. you know but i i would argue that if i was paying attention to the music 
not as a person playing it, but as listening to it, mm-hmm. I would definitely say that second set was way better. Was way better. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's two different um, genres, I think, that you were doing, too, and I don't know if that plays into it a little bit more or less. It could It could be. You know, you're having your dance music, and mm-hmm. you're kind of judging off the crowd, and that's what I was doing at my last mm-hmm. speaking in board mm-hmm. shorts, yeah. just being like, okay, well, I have all my ideas, yeah. they're on the mat, you, and then responding and yeah. doing the next idea. And so actually to that, um, Mm -hmm. you asked about like, what is it about the nuances of techno? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I love playing to like the tension building and like, Mm -hmm. so it's such a dramatic, you know? Mm -hmm. And so because of that, that's why I really like to curate it. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I totally agree, depending on um, your gig and your set time, like, you know, people are just vibing kind of thing, but it's like, I'm like, you know, I want to punch him in the face with my yeah. drops. <laughs> course, yeah. And, and you'll like After it. holding him over the cliff the whole time, like, oh, yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah. 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 That's so interesting that you yeah. say yeah. that, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and what I love about, like, on average, I'll play between, like, 128 to 135 BPM. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind yeah. of my go-to. And mm-hmm. what I love about it, the, you know, the more I, music I've discovered, it's so versatile. Mm-hmm. So versatile. Like, yeah. it's allowed me to have yeah like those tension building breakdowns or like mm-hmm. you can throw acid techno at 130 but also some like techie stuff at 130 mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. really play around with it so then it's like obviously still make it cohesive um and that it flows but it allows me to have um like very dynamic sets that way as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely and, uh, also about the nuances, like, yeah, this is probably the ADHD thing. I love stimming to it. Like, yeah. I've always had a knack, like, an affinity towards repetitive music. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's when I discovered techno, I was like, oh, my God, this is the shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, it's yeah. stimming. Yeah. yeah, over and over. It feels like, good. Yeah. Definitely, when you listen to it over and over again. Yeah. And um, one thing that I want to pluck out from there is mm-hmm. punch them in the face. <laughs> And one thing that <laughs> I love that. doing is punching people in the face, clearly, is um, <laughs> when I'm doing my, um, on, on Twitch every single Sunday, I yeah. do like a melodic progressive into techno, mm-hmm. but then bring them down into organic house afterwards. Nice, so it's like yeah. this three, four hour journey yeah. of like kind of going through all those different emotions. Mm-hmm. Is there kind of like an emotional roadmap that you do or every single set has kind of a different honestly every single set is different and I never really know like like for the most part going into it like what I'm gonna play like it's always I I just try and like listen to new music and like you know for that week oh yeah I'm really vibing with this like emotion sometimes my sets are more intense than others Mm -hmm. and um uh and yeah depending on my set length um you know you spoke to when you're DJing for a few hours, you can really yeah. do a lot there. Yeah, yeah, and sure. like, yeah. I do not like when a set, you know, it's three hours and it's just the same. <laughs> like, sure. like oh even God, if yeah. the songs are sick, I'm, yeah. it, you know, yeah. even if it's like my favorite genre, I'm like, okay, like, yeah. you gotta switch it up. And totally. um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, if I'm playing like a one hour, one and a half hour set, like sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, especially if, if I'm doing like peak time at Vantage mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw the fuck down for like yeah, yeah for sure yeah. Um, yeah but then uh yeah so when I actually got my first booking at Gorgamish that mm. was that put me out of my comfort zone in a sense like I knew it was going to be a totally different vibe mm-hmm. um and it really forced me to like find new music mm-hmm. and but I I was like I don't want to be a sellout I have to 
It's, they're hiring like, you. Yeah, they're not hiring yeah. a cookie cutter yeah. template yeah. or something else. So it's like, Definitely. okay, I'm not going to play Acid Techno for three hours. Yeah. But, um, you know, how can I play appropriate music that is, when people listen to it, still a C-Star set? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, before I started DJing, like, had no knowledge about genres, yeah. subgenres especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard at the beginning to just find new music. Yeah. Like yeah. I would listen to some sets and I'm like, man, this is sick, but how do I find this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Where do I go for these tracks? Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, instead of just, you know, going to Spotify like techno playlist and it's like <laughs> you're not, yeah. yeah, you're <laughs> you not know? gonna find much there. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so um, my first year at Gordon Mitch actually was what like threw me onto another journey of um, yeah, discovering even just like some really like dark kind of tech hosts, like techno kind of stuff, like Oscar mm-hmm. Owl kind of stuff, and mm. um, you know, even like Jay Lehman, uh, Julian Buell, um, those have become my favorite artists, and it's been nice to find that crossover of artists and subgenres that are appropriate at Dantech and Daily Motion, mm-hmm. that I can really, okay, like hone in on my sounds, yeah. and um, because like the two different thing? places, for anybody yeah. that doesn't know, the two different places kind of demand a different energy at for both sure, of them. And because sure. you do have residencies, but mm-hmm. both of them, it's a micro subgenre. Keep going. It's a micro subgenre at each one totally. of techno. Mm-hmm. You know, at Gorgamish, I feel like it's very. Um, Keep going. Don't look at me. Keep going. I, I'll, I'll interrupt you when it's time. Okay. Actually, it's too late now. I've already interrupted you. They're saying the volume's low, and I'm looking it, at the bubbles. It's, it's good. <laughs> so the sub-genres and sub... The, the vibes at Vantec mm-hmm. and Gorgamesh, you would think, are very similar, but they're actually not. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. And yeah. with somebody with a residency there, yeah. maybe you can dive in a little bit deeper, the kind of differences that you see. Yeah, I don't think we've that. ever talked about that with no. Gorg, uh, because we talk about Gorg a lot, but we never really, we never really right. talk yeah. about so this is a good, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. to me, from the outside perspective, yeah. then you can give the inside perspective. Sure, yeah. I feel like the outside, Gorgamish is very vibey, it's after mm-hmm. hours, it's loose, it's fluid, you've got, um, you know, visualizations up on the wall, totally. everything's really cool, you have a really good atmosphere, it's getting better, <laughs> with, um, you know, diverse kind of group of people there. And the music that you hear is very tech, mm-hmm. deep tech, um, not on the raging techno yeah. side. And then when I've been at Vantech, it's hard, it's fast, it's dark room, yeah. there's minimal lighting. You're in a warehouse. Yeah. You're in a yeah. warehouse, yeah. you're underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. not a bar, it's yeah. not a setup, it's totally. not a club. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, the the things that you hear there is very mm-hmm. much faster, you know, more yeah. energy. And yeah, no, exactly, you depicted it very well. And so I think the main difference, like when I, um, okay, played my first set at Gorgamish, I'm like, okay, it's not a rave like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's just it's also not a club yeah. yeah so I mean it's after hours but it's just it's yeah not like okay this underground like warehouse rave kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. and so you know typically you know what people do like about if, okay, if you're going to like a techno venue they like mm-hmm. you know rave music yeah <laughs> you know and, and harder and yeah. faster and mm-hmm. and also you know Techno, I feel like it's a very acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't like it, you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. But if you love it, you love it. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, like, yeah, a wonderful community of people that are, like, really there for, like, mm-hmm. techno, mm-hmm. Right? you know? Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, really awesome to see people, like, appreciate 
that harder like European like rave mm-hmm. style um, music mm-hmm. and um, and that's what I started DJing in my room actually mm-hmm. um, by myself and yeah. then, so when I did discover Van Tech, I was like wow like it just blew my mind you there's know? people like, here like I, that yeah. yeah because you think of it like it's always in berlin or yeah. it's always in amsterdam totally have you been there i i like when i was a kid so oh, okay. <laughs> I, I gotta go there as yeah well. yeah but, uh, um but yeah but i do also really appreciate the vibe at gordon mish like it's just mm-hmm. so different and mm-hmm. to have like a proper after hours that um yeah you know like it can play a bit like more groovy like darker kind of stuff and um yeah the talk about uh you know when i'm there playing a three-hour set like you can do a lot with that especially especially like when you're closing too like mm-hmm. um i find like you know in that last hour like mm-hmm. i mean sometimes though people want it like mm-hmm. not banging banging until 8 a.m but yeah. Yeah, people need to to, in order to stay down. awake, they need to stay yeah. in yeah. that yeah. state. They want like that energetic mm-hmm. music to carry them. Yeah. yeah, or you know they need to tone it down. Otherwise, they're like exhausted. Yeah. Sure. And so that is actually you know the time where I I will kind of prep like two sets. Like mm-hmm. my first two hours will be the same, mm-hmm. and then I have. Uh, Which direction is this going? Yeah, choose your own options. adventure options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have two different options. Yeah. So either that's I can smart, actually. Keep it going. It's and it's prepped. It's like you know yeah. I can just keep going with that, or um, you know I can bring it down, mm-hmm. go more techie, or like what, whatever I want to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that 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 is the one venue in that hour specifically mm-hmm. that I keep my options open <laughs> for sure. But the rest yeah. of them are set in stone. You know what yeah. you're playing. It's basically a script, and yeah. like I'll. I know exactly how long my set's going to be to the second yeah. because of it. Do you practice beforehand? I go over it like okay. to time it because yeah. mm-hmm. I have an intro and my last track and I right. want to be able to like go get them both in. Get yeah. them both in. Yeah. And so I time it and um, sometimes like, okay, thinking of who, the DJ before me, you know, okay, if they're going like two minutes into mm-hmm. like my set time mm-hmm. that matters mm-hmm. so then sometimes what i'll do is like i'll throw in an extra track um at the end or a track that i know i can take out like based off mm-hmm. and it'll still be in key and it'll still flow yeah. and i know that those transitions so it's like i'm You're bringing the variables you're bringing yeah, the science yeah. in there sometimes yeah. a lot of prep like, that's a lot of like prep for this for all the situations that a lot of people probably yeah. don't do they just wing all it the yeah variables. and so Take a guess at how many hours I'll put in for one hour set, a one hour length. I'm gonna go with four. I mean that that that, that would sounds be low though. <laughs> yeah, and considering the, and I like, don't even put yeah, four I'd, in, I'd, I'd probably say six ten. to eight. Okay, so th- it includes like yeah. listening, yeah. like from the time I open up Spotify, listen mm-hmm. to music, yeah. download it, yeah, uh, and I always download twice as many songs as I'll need. I have a right. very consistent number of songs mm-hmm. I'll play in an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally play like twenty eight tracks. Oh yeah! Wow, that's exactly a lot. Exactly twenty eight. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah. So you're that zipping through these. That's why you got to be prepped. Yeah. 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 And um, and so I'll normally put in twice as many, and then I because it allows me to be cutthroat. Like yeah. mm. you know, there's a lot of songs I love, and people want to find ways to play them. But I'm mm-hmm. like, no, if it doesn't fit, like mm-hmm. especially as I'm making my set and you know I always play key and like sometimes as I'm making it I'm going off in a di- different direction than when I was listening to music mm-hmm. so like what takes me the most amount of time is you know it's not the transitions mm-hmm. but it's just the curating yeah the yeah. curating for sure is it's going to take the time yeah. so for one hours 
about 30 hours. Oh, 30 hours. 30 oh, yeah. hours. But you're doing, that includes your mu music searching as searching. well. Searching. Yeah, okay, yeah. Searching. This is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking sad. like you already have a bunch of songs. What am I going to pick kind of thing? Are you downloading yeah. new tracks every single set? Mm -hmm. I, I try to, yeah. Obviously, yeah. like mm -hmm. as my library's gotten bigger, like, you know, yeah. want to be able to play those other bangers that you yeah. have. But, yeah. Uh, I try really hard to make each set different because, mm -hmm. you know, especially being booked as much as I do, I don't want it to get boring. Like, mm. oh, well, you know, it's She's just going to play these songs yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. I just saw her last I mean, sometimes the people want insane. that. They want to hear those songs again sometimes. You never know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you know, but, I do have, you know, yeah. my secret weapons that like, yeah. I throw in that yes. I feel attached to. But, like, um, yeah, and that's one thing, like, feedback that I have gotten from people is, like, it is different. It's still mm -hmm. a C-star set. It's still, like, yeah. you know, has my tang to it. But, uh, yeah, I really try to do it differently and also... You know, I primarily got into DJing for mm -hmm. me, like to yeah, enjoy of my Of course, music. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's been. Yeah, the, I think we've covered yeah. many times on this podcast that yeah. if you're a working DJ in Vancouver doing mm -hmm. it for the money, you are up shit's creek. <laughs> Out of yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah. So, especially you know. 30 hours for one yeah. hour set. So you're making yeah. literally a yeah. dollar an hour. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. but turns out. <laughs> or, or, or $10. Lots of it. Turns yeah. out I. Yeah. You have some expenses. Yeah. So I want to sip of water before this. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> a lot of people do know this, um, but actually a lot of people don't. Like, mm. um, I so I've been DJing in the scene for two and a half years. Yeah, mm. and I've lived in Victoria this entire time. Yeah, so that is wild. So you were yeah. coming back and forth. Yeah, every hotels, ferries, yeah, every week. Yeah, I, well, I'm not paying for a hotel, luckily, yeah. but I had <laughs> yeah, some friends good. that gave me a spare key, and I yeah. had my own room, which is oh, really awesome. Wow, Amazing. that's awesome. Yeah, that is so lucky. But, but uh, still, the ferry yeah. each way is how many hours? Like four. So door to door, like by the time I walk up my apartment and I get to the event, it's four and a half hours. One yeah. and a half hours. So it's nine yeah. hours every weekend, and yeah. I do take my vehicle across because it. Yeah, of course. It is yeah. not sustainable to no. like Walk when I first started doing that. Like, it, you know, it's okay, but then when I started coming every weekend, I'm like, I I need to chauffeur myself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to be able to reliably yeah. get on. You know, yeah. you can't rely on a bus. You yeah. Need to get to the venue, and especially like now that uh, you know I have many friends here, and like I try and party mm -hmm. hop, go to you mm -hmm. know support my friends and stuff DJing. Mm -hmm. like, so every weekend you're losing money is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're yeah. I don't make money, money in yeah. order to DJ, yeah. Yeah. you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, I just like, I mean, nobody can tell me I don't love techno. Like, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it's you know? because you love it. And yeah. it's so obvious and so apparent. So yeah. is Spotify the only place that you're going to find all these tracks? Or do you have like, I mean, you don't have to spill yeah. all your secrets. No, no, no. But um, I do have a secret weapon that... Uh, that's my secret, yeah. but primarily yes. um, it's Spotify. Yeah. Spotify, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and then I yeah. just like will listen to a track, and I'm like, okay, that's the vibe that I mm -hmm. want to make in my set. Yeah. And I'll just um, start a new playlist and yeah. then just build off of that. Yeah. 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 Do you have one kind of like hero? Is that what you're saying? You kind of have a hero that you a hero song that you kind of build your whole set around. That's, that's what she just said. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm underwater. Blank yeah. Out, yeah. I, <laughs> I normally just like will sift through like other playlists and artists and stuff, and I just I'm always looking for that one track that mm -hmm. okay, that's gonna be the vibe of my set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's really hard. Like sometimes I'm just like 
not vibing with some of the stuff mm-hmm. I'm hearing, and it's like it can take a few hours sometimes mm-hmm. to just be like, hey, like this is what I'm gonna play. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, when I'm building uh, my set, like I said, I download twice as many, so I can mm-hmm. be cutthroat, like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, do you have like a discard bucket where you can go back and be like, maybe these will work for the new set? I, yeah, I don't, delete, I don't delete yeah. them or anything. I yeah. only just good. like uh, so in record box, like start a new playlist, and yeah. then anything I'm like. Okay, not gonna play. I just drag it to the bottom. Yeah. Mm. So then, even when I export it, it's still there. Kind of there, just in case. And then that way, like, because I'm like prepping and I'm listening to songs so much, like I know where all my music is. I'm being like, okay, I know that that song is like at that set that I didn't play. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then you can go back yeah. in yeah. and kind of grab yeah. it and play yeah. it out if you need to. Yeah. And so sometimes yeah. when I'm making a new set, like I'll just go into other sets and go to the bottom yeah. and all the songs like I chose not to. Yeah. For that particular one, see if there's mm-hmm. any that fit and work yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, wow, so guys, cool. we're learning a lot of different things <laughs> I am today. Just, I'm so fascinated. Yeah. I have so many questions. So much okay, knowledge. So, because of your hyperfixation mm-hmm. on techno and like your hyper specialization in techno, too, mm-hmm. do you feel like there has been other opportunities that have kind of passed you by because you're not playing other genres? Um, or have you played other genres? I mean, I like. You know, primarily techno, but I have done tech house like mm-hmm. um, at Gordon Rush and you know, Pride Weekend. I did have some like house tracks in there mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. actually, to my surprise, like I have had a lot of very like different opportunities mm-hmm. um, and uh, played at different venues. Like, um, I've had the opportunity to play in four cities so far in Canada. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And um, which so one? It's Canada. nice. And, and, and they're Victoria. hiring you for techno, right? What's that? They're hiring you for techno. For techno. Yeah. For techno. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, and Victoria. Mm-hmm. So yeah. cool. In yeah. such a short yeah. period of time, you've grown so quickly and so fast. Yeah. 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 What are some key attributes that you feel like you've put into this um, space mm-hmm. that a lot of other people kind of leave behind? Um, presentation is really important. And as much mm-hmm. as people hate it, social <clears throat> media is important just in terms of, mm-hmm. like, it's... It's kind of like, um, you know, your DJ resume. It's like a, mm-hmm. Instagram is like LinkedIn for DJs. Honestly. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And that's how I have gotten um, several gigs is like people do judge a book by its cover. And mm-hmm. I see it. It's not like, oh, this is cool content or whatever. My depiction of it is you clearly take it seriously. Yes. You, you are taking yourself seriously. Mm-hmm. And you are putting in the effort to showcase it and, you know, mm-hmm. putting up the right content, you know, like not just posting anything, but it's like there's a story here. And, you know, I was trying to just go on like uh, grid view and be like, hey, how's mm-hmm. the overall like, you know, and it's I think it just shows professionalism and mm-hmm. how much you care. And that's often why like some DJs may get booked over others. Mm-hmm. And then like I actually had um, yeah, someone tell me this uh, which was insightful of like why they ended up choosing me was they're scouting for DJs. They were mostly creeping on Instagram, so that's the first thing. Right? Judging a book by its cover mm-hmm. and being like, okay, you know, she has like energy. She has like engagement on her posts. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go to your SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And so even with that, like I'm mm-hmm. very very picky with what I put on my SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I have probably curated like up to like a hundred sets and you know I think I only have like nine on there yeah (laughs) Yeah. I still have a handful that I want to put on there but it's like it really matters like I've heard promoters they'll listen to 
one bad set on someone's profile if the transitions were messy yeah. and it's they'll write them off yeah, yeah. instantly forever yeah. too yeah 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 because you know because if that's the, what you're willing to put online then, well, then what, what are you, you willing to do in real life, life? Yeah. Yeah. and yeah. how are they going to know that when you perform it's going to be different like yeah. mm -hmm. and you know these are people that you know you're not networking with in person like you know it can be someone from a collective that you've never met before or like you know someone a promoter in a different city um, and so it does matter and I know people hate it like people you mm -hmm. know there's a big talk about how you know Instagram like oh we're only focusing on on that it's like mm -hmm. kind of like what we were saying before it wouldn't last very long though like mm -hmm. you know there's an argument of like you know getting people getting books based off of like their aesthetic or whatever it's mm -hmm. like it wouldn't last mm -hmm. no so it's like this is yeah. just the yeah it'd be a flash yeah. of pan kind of thing yeah. um, absolutely like let me show you that i am a professional like i view this as a craft this mm -hmm. isn't a party to me you know mm -hmm. and then and then you deliver right mm -hmm. and then that's what will get you yeah. booked and booked because yeah. you know if you're just have like really awesome pictures and then you go dj and it's a shit show like yeah yeah, definitely. So yeah. I guess within your aesthetic too, you've got the visor, <laughs> yes, you've got the 90s yeah. outfit on, which is so cute. I'm obsessed with all of Thank your outfits. You. Where do you get them, if I may ask? Yeah, no, of course. So um, when I started raving again, like post-COVID, mm -hmm. um, I was like, I really want a visor to rave in because mm. my yeah. hair gets frizzy. Like I basically yeah. just wanted to be out of your Slick. face, yeah. It's, yeah. And I have always been raving in tracksuits. So cool. I'm like, it would just fit the vibe. Like, it was kind of, yeah. you know. And then, like, starting to DJ. Well, I can't DJ without it because my hair just gets caught in the headphones. and yeah. Everywhere. So it kind of just slowly became, like, like you know, at first it wasn't super... Oh, this is gonna be my brand. Like yeah. it wasn't that intentional. It was more just like yeah. keeps me slick. Yeah. yeah. It's the most yeah. pragmatic branding yeah. ever. Oh, for <laughs> sure. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like when I can just have tunnel vision to yeah. the to the DJ with my little visor. Sometimes, you know, don't look at me like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well you have an intention. You're yeah. there to do a job and that really yeah. comes across when yeah. you're you know, so focused on it. Yeah. And so I did end up actually getting, so I was wearing like this white champion visor to start mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Um, I think it was at like Bow House or something. Can't find them anywhere mm -hmm. now. You can get them no. online though. Yeah. But then I like, yeah, obviously like I always DJ my visor. That's what I'm known for. And I was like, I have to get C-Star visors. Of like, course. Mm -hmm. I have to. It's a branding. It's a merch opportunity. Yeah. There's so many more things that go into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then even like, buying that white one, I probably tried on 10 different visors before I found one that fit my child size head. Oh. <laughs> and that looked good. And a lot of them are yeah. like these weird golfing visors yeah. with like weird fabrics and stuff. Uh -huh. Oh, you golf people. So then, <laughs> I am a What do you mean you people? Sorry, yeah. I'm outnumbered here. All right, new <laughs> podcast episode. We are talking about golf for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, take over. Um, yeah. So it actually took me a really, really long time to be able to find a place that had I could buy them in abundance, right. and who would also do a you know professional job at the studio? For sure, yeah. Of course. So yeah, cost me a fortune for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah had yeah. to get them from the states, but uh, BJ's yeah, just a loss leader for you at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, You're I'm investing it. into it, which is very apparent. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I finally um, have C Survives for sale. By the way, <gasps> for sale. <laughs> Lincoln bio. Lincoln bio. Lincoln yeah. bio. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I think is really cool too is in your branding is mm -hmm. you have the sea star, the starfish, mm -hmm. which goes into the marine biologist that mm -hmm. you are. So how does that kind of like 
Do any do any parts of them inform any part of the other one? So it's actually really funny with the where Seastar came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a nickname given to me in high school, actually. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Way before I knew I was going to do biology. I thought I was going to go into financial management. Right. Like, yeah, so that has my own do, do at five years old. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where'd that come from? I know, right? I actually was yeah. taking like financial management courses in high school when everyone's taking baking, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know, I had this weird obsession with finance. Yeah. And then I, I love and it. Now, <laughs> no, and now your right. financial uh, literacy is through the toilet because <laughs> yeah. you're spending all this money trying to DJ. I know. At right? least yeah, right? you're keeping track of it. I'm sure you have <laughs> spreadsheets. Yes, yeah. I do. I do have spreadsheets. Oh, yeah. I That's a lot of red on this spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be a nerd here. I know. If you're not, I don't think you're a DJ. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a scientist. So yeah. I'm definitely a nerd. We're all in it. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, C for Chrissy and yeah. just call me C Star. I don't just, yeah. yeah, just so like cool. a quick little nickname. Sounds like just a yeah. dad nickname, you know. Yeah. Hey, C Star, let's yeah. uh, get in the car and get yeah. out of here. You know, I mean, you're a star. It's, it makes sense with the starfish <laughs> and everything, too. And uh, But yeah, so it wasn't until like, okay, a few years later that I knew I was going to do marine biology. Yeah. And then when it came time to choose a DJ name, I'm like, oh my God, Sea Star is so perfect Mm -hmm. because now I'm a marine biologist. Yeah. Yeah. So so it actually like wasn't related to like biology at all at the start. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then it just became... It evolved into it. Yeah, Yeah. it was meant to be. Yeah, and then I had um, a really good friend, um, his name's Dave, who offered to a logo for me yeah and he's like can i make a logo for you and i did have an idea of like what i wanted and i yeah i wanted like this retro kind of purple sea star and yeah he whipped it up for me shout out dave (laughs) (laughs) shout out dave that's amazing yeah so that's that's kind of how that came about awesome (laughs) so natural so meant to be so So do the fish like techno or do you ever play (laughs) techno at work i i mean i do so when i'm doing uh, lab experiments you know talk with people and yeah. fish don't want to talk to me so yeah. i'm just uh and yeah. actually throughout my master's like i very very niche what i was doing i was counting uh arctic cod embryo heartbeats okay wow. yeah. yeah at a 132 bpm <laughs> so there I'm we go just, like blast techno uh-huh. and i'm sitting there with a clicker <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, yeah. yeah and i'm like you know I'm I'm a night owl and like that's when my brain is like working um, at its best. Mm-hmm. So I was able to just go into the lab. Like everyone's gone. I started like 8 p.m. and then um, I leave at like 6 a.m. when the technicians start to come in. And yeah, I'm just the only one in there, like blasting techno, mm-hmm. looking at fish. And... <laughs> that like yeah. this girl gets it. Yeah, she, knows. <laughs> she understands the yeah. fish. That's so cool. So I guess you've had so many wins and getting into DJ so fast, you've got your residency so quickly. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that you found to be a struggle? You kind of mentioned them before, the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Was there anything else that was kind of like really holding you back or kind of roadblocks? Right. External ones, maybe. Yeah, yeah, or external ones. Yeah. Something that you haven't kind of touched on. I mean, like... Yeah, life can be intense, like, you know, shit happens, stuff gets in the way, like, um, you know, family stuff, but it's, my passion for techno, it was actually, like, a really good outlet for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, being a stressed out student, it was so nice to have something that um, was a total brain switch, mm-hmm. and it actually allowed me to perform better at school, like, um, mm-hmm. and finish my master's, because it when I'm DJing, like, it's it's actually the one thing in my life that um, I'm not thinking about anything else. Like, yeah. I'll be hanging out with friends, like, doing other hobbies, and life is still in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. But when I'm DJing, it's like that 
is yeah. it for me mm-hmm. and so it's actually, active meditation almost yeah. yeah 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 it's like um yeah like mindful meditation and it really yeah it, it was really good for my mental health but then there's the other struggles where it was I'd have anxiety with it and mm-hmm. then it would, like yeah. oh I have to go yeah. in front of a crowd and am I good enough yeah. and all sort of stuff it's yeah. this beautiful like, escape but it's also causing yeah. you like mental anguish at the yeah. same time too and so that's made me actually like what I appreciate the most about my experience um, throughout the years, uh, de- well, year, two and a half years DJing, mm-hmm. um, is just like how much I've worked on myself mentally through like mm-hmm. working through those challenges and really like taking the time to reflect on, okay, yes, be critical of yourself because mm-hmm. that's the only way you'll get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to be delusional. Yeah, no. No, totally. Like yeah. I, I want to critique myself. Um, but then, like, you have to let it stop at some point mm-hmm. where it's not mm-hmm. detrimental, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, stop spiraling. Stop, yeah. you know, thinking you're not good enough. Like, just do what you love. And, yes, critique yourself because I do want to get better. And, actually, you know, in terms of DJing, another roadblock I had, it was, like, maybe, like, a year in, I I felt stuck with my, like, artistic expression through my sets like mm-hmm. I was like I just don't quite know what I need to make them better or like do mm-hmm. something more with them mm-hmm. and it just like I I don't know exactly what it was but I think just with time like something really clicked and you know spending more and more hours DJing DJing just like things clicked and I was able to like think of some you know really clever transitions and clever way to like um, draw out my sets and um, but yeah there's like a few month period where I've, I did feel frustrated I'm like mm-hmm. I want more out of my sets but yeah. I'm just not quite sure how you know and the potential is there but it's just unlocking that little yeah. key into the next thing yeah yeah, yeah. because I'm like I, I want each set to be like you know impressive and it's like yeah it was like ah, I'm just feeling stuck there but it, so it was really nice when I broke through that and yeah just this mm-hmm. mental breakthrough but I mean all it takes is just time like yeah. DJing and getting yeah. better at your craft yeah, for sure. definitely there is yeah. a certain element to this that it's just like it is time mm-hmm. and you can't it rush is. that process no yeah. matter how much I want to you know go faster do better have more gigs I mean, all this you need to tell yourself so, that every day I do I do I really do I have to tell myself that but it yeah. is really well this is me telling myself it yeah. really is just yeah. time sometimes yeah. especially if you know if you're putting them in the work yeah you totally. know you know if you're putting in the work it's gonna yeah. Yeah. it's gonna it's gonna click at some point you can't predict it necessarily you know? yeah you know I mean I've, I've I've already gone through this journey with photography so like I remember when I was starting you know I think for the first two years I think every single picture I hated even the ones that people liked mm-hmm. and then like you know people kept yeah. saying this is awesome this is awesome and then I'm like okay I guess I'm doing all right and now if I look yeah. back at that stuff I was like yeah that really was crap yeah. but like I'm yeah. so much better now yeah. You know, because I was able to continue working on it and take the criticism, take the compliments and just keep going. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. I think I think I'm, you know, just like you've described and even with you, we've talked about this, like I'm such a perfectionist that I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to get over that. Like with my yeah. DJing as well, it's like, yeah. if it's not perfect, I'm just like, can't do, do it. it. I'm, I'm not going to do <laughs> yeah. it. You know? yeah, and just, give up, and I kind of have to push yeah. through that myself too. But I yeah. like, I, f- I feel like the way that I used to treat photography mm-hmm was I am taking photos for other photographers. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's how I treat it. And with DJing, it's like, because again, we're, we're friends with so many DJs and we hang out with so many DJs. Yeah. You know, it's like, I feel like my DJs. entire friend group is working <laughs> DJs. Like, when so it's like, everybody become a DJ? but it's like, <laughs> just that's but even just, everybody. but, but like, I mean, it's yeah, it's just because we, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's yeah. So much. If you love music, you're going to hang out with DJs apparently. Yeah. So anyway, but like, it's, you know, you know, I feel like now if I'm going to perform, it has to be so good that a DJ is going to feel like it's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Then now that's putting all this that's other pressure on me. And, and of course, the, and the thing is, is yeah. none of that's real. Like, it's just yeah. I'm putting that on myself and I just have For to sure, like, yeah. stop it. Mm-hmm. You're okay. You're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Do, go out and do the yeah. work. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, and, and, yeah. Yeah. and remember why you're doing it. Yeah. Because that, that was actually the thing that really helped me the most was uh-huh. just, okay, like, you know, I... You know, what, yeah, one of my biggest flaws, I do care about what other mm-hmm. people think of me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've been more mindful of. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like, okay, why are you doing this though, Chrissy? Like, mm-hmm. remember why you started? Like, you yeah. fell in love with techno mm-hmm. and you wanted to hear it on a damn good sound system. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Fan tech yeah. is the and, place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you're doing it because you, you actually love the craft. You yeah. love making a set, DJing at home, making a set, and then showcasing it yeah. you know so it's like okay. and even listening to it again for your own sake yeah, yeah. It, you know i, yeah. I mm-hmm. do love listening to my sets but it's mm-hmm. just because i'm like i love this music and it's like flowing nicely like yeah, yeah. you yeah. know can be better I, I was saying that to somebody else a long time ago, and i've told this to you as well is that mm-hmm. like it, when you're good enough that you can put together a set mm-hmm. and you really like if you if you are playing music and listening to it as well it's like you're the best dj in the world as far as you're concerned right Mm -hmm. because it's like you're these are all the songs i want to hear in the order that i want to hear them Mm -hmm. and then i nailed it (laughs) so it's like it's like i'm the best dj in the world clearly obviously (laughs) i mean this is my favorite set because it's literally made by me for me yeah (laughs) no that's true it just allows you to have something that you're gonna really appreciate Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like whether or not, like, I think I'm the best DJ in the world, which I'm totally not. But, like, yeah. I, it's more just, yeah. like, it's totally curated for yeah. you. Yeah, you know? exactly, it's yeah. You are specific. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, you obviously totally. not, the, I'm, I'm not saying that I am the best DJ in the world. But, no, like, totally. at, for, <laughs> I am but you know what I mean? DJ. But it's, like, yeah, yeah it's exactly yeah, it. Like, it's, like, if you do it right, then, like, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to replay that set. Because it's, like, I made this. Yeah. yeah, in a way that I want it to be made. Yeah. It doesn't get any better <laughs> than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. like one interesting thing coming out of the two years mm-hmm. too is like mm-hmm. you got a lot of, I love you. Maybe got a lot of criticism mm-hmm. from yourself. What mm-hmm. is one piece that has kind of stuck with you, either well mm-hmm. both love and criticism? Um, the love part, honestly, yeah. I like always for myself. Just remember why you're doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And it always puts a smile on my face. And, yeah. And, you know, that, like, ties into all the decisions I made. Mm-hmm. You know, the not quitting when I, yeah, like, let it really bog me down. And be like, well, what are you going to do? Like, just say no or, like, back out of this and then regret it. It's like mm-hmm. remembering I'm doing it because I love it. And yeah. then when I curate a set, it's like I, I curated that because I love it. Like, no one's going to spend mm-hmm. 30 hours prepping a set if they don't yeah, love it, right? Totally, no, yeah. Of course. And so it's like that. Especially yeah. to make literally negative money doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not making money. I am spending, like, a, a work week worth yeah. of time for an hour For set. one hour set, yeah. yeah. And, like, commuting nine hours round trip. And yeah, it's just an insane amount like, of hours. 
it just makes yeah. me feel really good to know that I love it that much. Yeah. yeah. yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. honestly like yeah. the thing. And I think one of the best compliments that I receive um, after a set is when people say like, I can tell you really love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. goes way beyond like, For sure. oh, I enjoyed your set. When they're just like, wow, like you're so passionate up there. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't even think you know how much that means to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you see yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. 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 I do feel seen. And yeah. then in terms of, oh gosh, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't get me wrong, I've had some, uh, like, one or two horrendous sets. A lot of it was uh, equipment malfunction, unfortunately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you can't communicate to that crowd. And I yeah. let my anxiety, like, just totally no. put a wall up so I was mm-hmm. not responding properly, um, mm-hmm. being able to, like, you know, think on my feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, people talk behind your back. You mm-hmm. hear some bad things, and it's like, especially in the first year of DJing, like, um, but yeah, yeah, there was this one set that was a train wreck, and um, because there's a lot of issues with the equipment, and yeah, it, it kind of fed into the imposter syndrome because I mm-hmm. heard like, and they were from DJs um, being like, "Yeah, so you told you like it's because she's a new DJ." And mm-hmm. I'm like, Man, and you know, yeah. I feel like that's also why I had a perfectionist mindset is because mm-hmm. I did kind of come into the scene very quickly and get mm-hmm. booked often. I was like, I need to like prove that I deserve mm-hmm. to be here. I'm like, yeah. I know I deserve to be here. Obviously, as you said, mm-hmm. it wouldn't last long. Mm-hmm. Of course, if I didn't. Yeah. But um, yeah, just hearing like the people who have critiqued me the most have been like other DJs in the scene, which For is sure. like unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah. you know. Then I'm again, it's like, why? But you're doing this because you love it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like, okay, two and a half years now, like, I definitely have a lot more confidence, um, mm-hmm. in the scene and being like, okay, I've, I've really earned my spot now. So, like, people, people, say, people all yeah. are always gonna talk, always and talk. so now yeah. it just yeah. doesn't, and you yeah. have proved them wrong. <laughs> it, it, the, the thing is, too, yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna, the I'm thing is, is if, right. if people, if people are talking, yeah. it probably yeah. means that you are doing something right yeah even if it's negative talk because it's like sure. there's some people will feel threatened for them yeah well some people yeah. will feel threatened or whatever yeah. i mean there there is something to like you know if you if you are having like technical difficulties and if you had more experience i'm just devil's oh, advocate no, totally. if you had more experience yeah. just playing off the cuff then might have been easier for you to not feel totally. anxious about having to adapt in a shitty situation you know, but, but at I the same time you. At yeah. the same time, I'm just thinking from my perspective strictly here, you know, I've turned down gigs because I I have gear requirements, mm-hmm. you know, and I won't play on shitty gear. Yeah. So yeah. I've literally turned up, it's like, you don't have good condition CDJ 3000s or an RX3, yeah. I'm just not going to play Yeah. because I don't want to deal with the gear problem, yeah. you know, because I'm new and I don't want to be put in yeah. that situation, Yeah. you know, and yeah. like I remember... I remember many times that you've had gear situations and oh. that it just, it's a nightmare. I walk off like stage it, and I'm it like, I'm quitting. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't represent <laughs> I, you, but it's I'm also done. like, holy crap, I'm not having fun doing no. this. I don't want to go into a situation where I'm not going to enjoy it because again, I'm not doing this yeah. for the $200 paycheck. It's no. a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like the money is literally just to show that you actually appreciate me being here. That's all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't, does mark. not, does not affect my life whatsoever. Yeah. And it doesn't affect any of these yeah. DJs lives whatsoever. This money is, is not good enough. Nobody's so, putting bread on the so, table you know, $200. for me, I'm not going to play yeah. a gig if I'm not going to have a good time. And I know if the gear is yeah. not going to be good enough, then I'm not going to have a good time. So yeah. why would I do it? It's, it's you know? definitely felt soul crushing at times, especially because like, I am somebody who does put so much time into their set mm-hmm. when the gear's not working. Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah, it's a slap Man, in the face. It's so disappointing to not yeah. be able to deliver what I prepared for everyone today. Yeah. And yeah. shit happens. Like, yeah. shit oh, happens. Course. You yeah. know, random things. Both times, like, I, the people that, you know, I played the sets for were like phenomenal. Like, it mm-hmm. just happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't necessarily their lack of, like, due diligence mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. And other times, like, okay, I should have done my due diligence, ask what equipment I'm playing on. Yeah. But I've had newer gear, like, screw yeah, up on me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes but it's just unavoidable. It but yeah. then I, I did get to a point where I played on, yeah, this threw me through a loop. I played on not, I think they're adjusted 2000, like, there's no... Nexus? You just a two- no, no, not even Nexus. No, because there's CDJ like, 2000, oh, there's just two- You can't even beat match like there's yeah. no there's no grits there's no grits yeah it's just the track and i'm like oh that's a okay you know frustrating what? thing in the world learning like tip here is like okay yes yeah. i do have to get better at not relying on the visual things yeah. and playing my ear but that was yeah. hard and i'm yeah. like okay i definitely need to at least like be prepared i walked up mm-hmm. and i was like whoa like i'm about to play on these and, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that was a lot so now i yeah. ask everything yeah for sure yeah 100%. i think yeah. that's a learning curve for me too i was just yeah. like oh i'll rock up and i trust that the venue has sourced out good stuff yeah. and i'm like wait i can't trust that oh yeah remember <laughs> i remember they booked you for uh eden yeah Oh, and they and literally I had like, and yeah. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Wait, like they had Serato for you. They had Serato. Yeah, well, no, like, they just had a Serato deck, and they're like, oh, well, like this is what you're supposed to have. Um, so she show, she shows up with a USB, <laughs> and that's it. So how and it's were like, you supposed like were you supposed to bring a, I was supposed laptop? To bring a laptop? Yeah, but I didn't. Re- ah. It's a techno. Uh, sorry, a hip hop club. Okay, and like a but top forties club. They so didn't I guess tell you? no, they didn't tell me. And I that's silly me, that was my mistake, and I'll never make that mistake again. I always ask the gear now if I don't know. And especially kidding. plugging your USB into someone else's laptop and mm-hmm. it reanalyzes. Also, oh. red lines are off. Yeah, it's Get just, out of yeah. Here. yeah. No, so yeah. I had to go. He saved my little butt. And, yeah, I brought my uh, RX3. Yeah, I got the yeah. RX3. We all set it up. But um, yeah, what was I going to make? Oh, yeah. so the, even the DJs that speak behind your back about mm-hmm. those sort of things, I'm sure that they speak about it too because they've had those experiences. You know, and it's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe. feel like everybody has kind of go, goes yeah. through I mean, it's a similar more, learning, learning curve. They're too. more like, you know, at times like people just talk shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like not necessarily like, oh, you know, she had a bad set and like this why. Like there's mm-hmm. no like constructive. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's what it is. Like it's, uh, I have, I'm, but that's been one thing that I've had to like, you know, because I do care about what other people mm-hmm. think, and I'm, you know, aware of that that's, yeah, yeah, like, something I need to, like, work on as well, mm-hmm. it has given me the opportunity to work on that, and be like, mm-hmm. okay, well... Maybe it's something I need to look at, maybe yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, and being like, okay, like, you know, I, like, why am I caring so much what this person's saying mm-hmm. about me, mm-hmm. and, you know, is there validity to it? Like, can I actually take some of it away, or is it just total trash? Yeah, you know, and yeah. You, but yeah. you have to really yeah instead of just that. yeah instead, yeah, instead of just hating yourself automatically, yeah. just assess yeah. what it is, yeah. and then can I discard it's this? Can I learn from it? Trigger that you have, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. also yeah. not being an asshole yourself and just automatically hating on it. It's yeah. like, what is the truth here? Like, because mm-hmm. that's the only mm-hmm. way we're gonna grow and that's take right. feedback. It's like. Is what you're saying valid and maybe it just came out in not a nice way, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. is there something I can take on it? And sometimes yeah. there's nothing you can take from it. It's no, just, it's yeah, yeah, for sure. Leave it in the trash for a blog. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. like, I mean, uh, the thing with 
art in general is it is subjective. Very. You know, and like just because you love techno doesn't mean the person there loves techno (laughs) the same way you do. Or maybe they like a different techno. They like, you know, they like some sort of driving industrial and you like melodic or whatever. You know, I was just like, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, that shit was terrible. And then you'll ask 10 other people in the same crowd. That was the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's just like, who knows, right? But I do want to put a positive spin on that and just say that for the most part, like, yeah. I'm sure the feedback's been... Well, just, like, the people I've met. The people I've met. Like, positive feedback and just, like... Yeah, there's some rotten apples in every place in the world that you go to. But, like, Mm -hmm. seriously, one of, like... I'm a huge extrovert, so it's, like, to be able to really exercise (coughs) my... Mm. Uh, my social skills has been yeah. really awesome, but it's mm-hmm. a lot. I feel like Vancouver is such a tight knit. Like we're s- big town, small town vibes. You know, we want to be a big town. We are town, small, small town. town vibes. It's funny. <laughs> it really mm-hmm. is. I feel like yeah. everybody knows everybody. We do have such a tight knit group of people, and they're yeah. all so lovely. Yeah, very solid. You know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you know, as time goes by, like you know, mm-hmm. getting to connect with you guys like more, and just yeah. like meeting other people. Wow, there's a lot of really good people in the scene that like you know, are really nice, I can look up to them, but they're also phenomenal artists. And mm-hmm. it's just like this whole package of like, you know, people yeah. that I yeah. want in my corner. Yeah, yeah, we're all hiding here. We're all here, I promise yeah. you. <laughs> Come yeah. to Vancouver, yeah. And that's why I really appreciate you doing this podcast, like both of you, because oh, like, you. as I said, when I first walked in the door, it's like, you know, it takes, to build community, it takes people to mm-hmm take the initiative to do that Mm -hmm. and whether it's you know collectives popping up or hosting interviews it's Mm -hmm. like just having people like that care about it enough that you guys are like tapping into like yeah like you know let's meet the people in the scene let's like you know Mm -hmm. even just hang out with you guys now like it's just like it's got a really great feeling to it so i really appreciate you guys like yeah thank you yeah yeah well thank you for coming and being here and i think a, a huge part of all this and making the interviews is like we don't necessarily get to sit and chat totally. because we yeah. are all busy with yeah. our lives and we have ADHD and yeah. we get distracted with things and I think you know like every major city in you know North America as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware has a talk show as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like it's a place where we can all come together and sit and listen to another person's story too yeah. take time to shine light on them and see I mean the amount are. of the amount of stuff that you know as we started our journey DJing at the same time yeah. you know and you know, it, we did it for about a year and a half or so before we started doing the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've obviously taken different paths to get to whatever path we're on. You know, I've, I haven't taken it quite as seriously as she has. Which is funny because he bought the decks in the first place. Yeah, time. I was the one who started. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, she's she's wanted to, like, really go go after it. And I'm, I have a lot of hats that I wear. So, you know, I just haven't done it as much. But at the same time, we go to all the shows together we have all these same friends together and all the stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like you know when we started doing this and when the interviewing part of what we were doing because that's not how it started but that's Mm -hmm. where it's going um it's just we're learning so much yeah you know from all these working professionals that you know and it's and it's you know, it's not like we couldn't ask our friends to help us because they've volunteered and we've asked. Obviously, we've leaned on our friends as far as, like, that's concerned too. But right. at the same time, it's hard to be like, oh, let's both sit in this chair and then talk to somebody about this. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, they're going to do it for just to, to just to do it. And yeah. it's like in this way, we're, we're offering value as well as yeah. receiving value in such a 
great way and then offering that to everybody else because yeah. they could get all this information too now and it's Absolutely. and then it's just there forever and yeah. it's just been so much yeah. fun like i i mean yeah i would do this if you know it never turned into something you know and yeah. the fact that it's turned into something that it has you mm-hmm. know like i was just telling her like i don't think we can go out anymore where we don't meet people that we've never met being like hey you're the podcast guys yeah. like yeah, and yeah. it's like what <laughs> i go out alone oh where's I was, nathan i was like we yeah it's like we're yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of oh, wow. yeah, yeah. I, mean, pretty much. I mean it's it feels like we see each other yeah. every day now, if i but, don't yeah. go out with him like kind of miss him yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah. you know it's been a very interesting journey that yeah. has i've had a lot of fun doing i've always wanted to mm-hmm. do a podcast because all i do is talk shit i'm full of opinions that's just <laughs> that's my funny. mo so funny, you know yeah. and but to have somebody like leah who's yeah honestly carried us through this um on her back is just such a valuable asset and then I mean, you know it's got great wheels so yeah. <laughs> let's, let's ride it yeah, let's, ride, let's ride it as long as we can go let's go yeah it's uh, so nice to see that yeah. you guys both bring such different like elements for sure. to make this successful mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like yeah you guys are definitely a good pair mm-hmm. for it and you know yeah. you're talking about like the maybe like unexpected success you've mm-hmm. come with is because you take it seriously and mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I mean, look at this place. It's lovely. <laughs> and, Thank you. Um, everything's so professional yeah. and, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like what I was saying about the whole Instagram thing. It's like mm-hmm. you're taking it seriously and mm-hmm. you are a professional. Mm-hmm. And so when other people see that, they'll take it seriously. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not just sitting in some dingy basement. Or yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you guys are like really doing something here. And so like you can really tell mm-hmm. that you guys care about quality and mm-hmm. but just like most importantly your genuine desire to connect with yes people. yeah like that's, yeah yeah it's you. been so yeah, much no, fun i, really I mean. feel like i'm learning and i i constantly seek out you know mentors and people that are in the place that i want to be in too yeah. and i feel like people who want to get into the scene or people mm-hmm. even into the scene yeah. can always gain a little bit of knowledge and a little nugget from someone mm-hmm. totally too mm-hmm. so totally and yeah. like yeah i guess like you know piece of advice for anybody that wants to like get into it is just like don't be afraid and if you are afraid because mm-hmm. i totally was like just mm-hmm. do it like, do it if, more if that's, do it because yeah. you're afraid well the yeah. thing the yeah. thing is is that you're never not going to be afraid it's mm-hmm. about like and this is a psychological mm-hmm. phenomenon but it's not you're never not going to be afraid the emotion's always going to be there yeah. it's about building the strength to uh, resist the fears mm. impact on your behavior yeah you know that's yeah. what going it to the gym is like totally. the box is always going to be a hundred pounds mm-hmm. what you're doing is building the strength to be able to lift that hundred pounds not to yeah. avoid the or, or or to make the box lighter it's yeah. not the box's job to become lighter it's your job to the the, yeah. it's your job to be, get stronger so you can lift it more easily that's and basically the same phenomenon the fear to your advantage of mm-hmm. being like well that's just gonna boost my drive you know yeah. it's just gonna make that's me, how you know it matters yeah. what you're doing matters you know, yeah i still to this day get nervous for every single set i'm set yeah but it's too. like okay remind myself okay there's like a healthy amount of anxiety that comes mm-hmm. before a set because it just means i care mm-hmm. yeah and i'm like the day that i stop getting nervous like, yeah. you know, okay. it's become too easy for yeah. you yeah. and you're not pushing yeah. yourself that's yeah, what i think yeah yeah totally yeah. i've heard that actual line from so many amazing artists and um uh, actors and comedians it's like they all say the day I don't get nervous mm-hmm. oh, is the day I quit because wow. that means mm-hmm. that I don't yeah. care and I've moved on and it's mm-hmm. a yeah. blasé to me mm-hmm. yeah totally so the anxiety the little bit of nerves the little yeah. bit it's why it's there it's just like it's yeah. why it's there it's telling you yeah. you care yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So what's next for you? Where where do you want to go? You've conquered the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You've conquered Vancouver. You have your residencies. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? A little bit of producing in there? I, I, I have started producing, actually. Cool. Um, so I yeah, started producing about a year and a half ago. And then in the last uh, six months, my computer got compromised. I had to take no. everything off of it. Haven't been able to reestablish mm. Ableton on it yet. Did you, you, were, you were able to save your stuff somehow? Uh, it's on a hard drive. It's on a hard drive, but it's as far as like, is it <laughs> recovered or not? That's cool. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely like, I'd like to start s setting actual uh, goals for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, so far, like I've just been going full throttle mm -hmm. DJing and wherever the wind it's takes just it, yeah. been going, but I'm like, okay, is there anything that like in particular that I would like to achieve? And it all kind of, does boil down to um, my producing goals because any other goal that I I can think of with DJing, I think that would kind of be the requirement or be what mm -hmm. would really like push me into... Yeah, propel you into that situation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd really like to just do... I have a lot of really talented friends um, in the scene um, that I would love to work with. Like, I know Medic, I don't know if you're tuning in, but Medic's one of them. Mm -hmm. um, he's... He has actually like been. Uh, I I consider him my mentor in a way. Like I really look up to this guy, and he was actually the one who gave me my first um, opportunity. It was actually so before my Halloween show. Um, he followed me on Instagram, and I followed him back. I was like techno DJ. Like I just started DJing. He's Ooh. like, I'm doing a live stream on Wednesday. Like, do you want yeah. to come? And I was like, Whoa! Like yeah. I yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah. again, I was like. Are you just gonna say no? Like, you know, I'm. Mm -hmm. You'll like right because I've never DJed yeah. in front of anybody before, but yeah. I said yes, and he just like, um, yeah, just, he's been so generous um, to honestly like so many people in the scene, and but yeah, so he's um, been producing, so I want to work with him as well. And um, actually, I have a friend uh, who he's been a producer for like eleven years. His name's Miguel. Shout out Miguel. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> but I'll later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we actually did make a track together, and I made it for. Uh, I guess a year and a half ago, I was doing these Matrix themed. Yeah, um, you were throwing your own shows as well yeah, too. Yeah, with uh, with a bunch of other girls. Like, um, very cool. Uh, it was uh, me, Shashu, uh, mm -hmm. Sophia, Clara Sophia, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, Anna, like DJ Red, mm -hmm. and um, uh, Lisa and Iron Sam. Wow. And so we were just like, uh, yeah, like let's do an all-female show and we did it matrix themed mm -hmm. and i was like miguel i need a matrix themed song for this <laughs> for this show you so have to have it yeah. that was uh that was the first time that uh uh yeah the first track i made and it went off with a hitch and then i again the adhd thing i will start projects and not finish them like i have yeah. so many for sure so many tracks Honestly, that I seventy-five percent done. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like it's just so that's one thing I really yeah. want to work on. And uh, yeah, in terms of what's next, well, I am moving to Vancouver, you guys. Hello. Hey. Yeah, all so. the money you save on ferries, you'll pay in rent and then some. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. yeah, My rent definitely is more, but yeah. uh, I'm so excited to be in Vancouver now. Yeah. And oh, actually, one of my roommates is uh, Kateria DJ. She's a cool. new techno DJ yeah. in the scene. Um, okay. DJs at Vantech, and 
Yeah, she posted a story looking for a roommate. And I was like, this is this is my, my you son of a bitch. I'm in. That is my <laughs> yeah. home. Techno, yeah. fan tech. Yeah, roommate. They're just, they're just yeah. too perfect. And, um, How does that so, affect the work that you do, like your day job? Or? So right now, I uh, am not working at the moment. Mm. I I did do two years of my PhD. Yeah. And life did get really crazy for me, just mm-hmm. like personally and a lot of family stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Going into academics is like it's intense. It's mm-hmm. very political, honestly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know, I it's exhausting, like always having homework. Like no doubt. It's Absolutely. but it's like yeah. even you get your doctorate and you become a research scientist at a university. You're it's going to be the same. Like I just realized, nothing yeah. is actually. Gonna change you're just getting paid instead of paying for it but other than yeah, that it's the same you know, thing over like, and over I again have to go home and write yeah. grants to like pay my salary uh, yeah. i'm gonna have you know i wanted a research lab with uh grad students working my lab then i'm gonna be marking their papers and mm-hmm. all that stuff so i mean i love research and i'm like i feel like this is gonna be something that i resume maybe when i'm in my 40s mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. i really need I've been in university for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a long no doubt, time. Yeah. My undergrad, yeah. a postgraduate diploma, my master's. It's yeah. been 10 years and two years of a PhD. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I just was like, what do I want my 30s to look like mm-hmm. and the lifestyle? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I definitely, you know, with how much time I put into DJing, I would love to just work a normal no- mm-hmm. normal hours like mm-hmm. nine to five and mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. be in the fish lab at like yeah. until six in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no doubt so, right yeah sunrise yeah because yeah. yeah. it was getting to a point where i'm like honestly if i do finish my phd as well like i'm gonna have to make some serious sacrifices like yeah. wow. you know being a doctor is like you, i'm not gonna be able to go full throttle with music yeah um mm-hmm. and i really didn't want to so i, I want to do both yeah I'm yeah like, I love being a scientist. I'm such a nerd. I love fish. And I love techno. So, like, I really, yeah. So now, um, yeah. Sorry, fish. You're going to have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) Wait another 10 years. She'll be back. Don't worry. She's coming back here. She'll feed you in the meantime. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, honestly, there's a lot of really good job opportunities in Vancouver Mm -hmm. for, like, what I'm qualified for. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So I can still be, like, a researcher here, which is really great, Mm -hmm. uh, whether that's through the government or the private sector. So... So many opportunities. Yeah, opportunities. So I'm like, um, yeah, just like chilling right now, taking a huge, like I have burnout, like you wouldn't believe it. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Like, yeah. If I start writing the word school, I get burnout by the second. I couldn't. I couldn't. I know I say I'm a paralegal, but really it's just I've learned on the job. I'm not a school person, so I can't even imagine. Yeah, and like I I, I am like, I've always been such an academic that I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't. I don't read books because I'm always reading research papers mm-hmm. and like you know reading about fish heartbeats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like definitely want to like you know stop reading research papers every night. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Maybe just I read them for fun, like, but not every night. I'm I'll still, tell you that. Yeah, like obviously, it's still throughout my career. Like that's yeah. just yeah. part of it. You have to yeah. be up to date with science. Plus, it's what you're interested sure. in. Yeah. Anyway, and, you know, yeah. like so, I, I, I don't work as a psychologist, but I read psychology papers all, all the time. Once yeah. in a while, I'll just see something i'm interested in dive in that's awesome and, but there's know, but such a I, difference between forcing exactly yeah i'm not doing it every day. night i'm yeah. not doing it till six in the morning and i'm not you know it was just yeah the yeah. time thing because it's like yeah. i love what i'm reading but like okay yeah i have like you know this paper this thing do and mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to read 100 papers in this amount of time it's like oh my god you know, like, oh my goodness <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a lot but so i'm mostly 
like the hours is what mm-hmm. I'm and I it's grad school is a funny thing too like even if you say you can get everything you need to done in a 30 hour like work week mm-hmm. it's the you always could slash should be doing something right so you always have this guilt in the back of your head and can actually make you really unproductive mm-hmm. in different areas of your life and mm-hmm. I've realize my executive functioning has gone like out the window because of that because yeah I'm like yeah i can't justify spending an hour like cooking a nice meal because that's an hour i should be right even if you don't yeah. end up doing either right it's just that's like, right yeah 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 cool. no 100 like, know what you're talking about 100 overwhelmed yeah. Yeah. guilt and the yeah. Should be, could be. Yeah. and then you're like i didn't cook or do yeah and now i'm starving and <laughs> yeah. stupid <laughs> yeah. it happens it happens yeah. we're burnout but we're moving to vancouver we're moving to vancouver bigger yeah. and better things yeah you've got residencies at gorgamish mm-hmm. still at Thantac. Mm-hmm. do you have any exciting shows coming up i uh well and on top of that too i just joined the raised by raves team <gasps> there we go hey. so i'm a part Yay. of these uh, yeah. these three teams now and that, that's yeah. been really nice and mm-hmm. you know one thing i'm really excited about moving to vancouver as well is like um, being able to support everyone in my circle, like mm-hmm. not just coming for like and also enjoy the music and, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff too, without like, having so to. Many great shows. Oh like, my goodness! When's my set? When's my set? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, when's my ferry? Like, yeah. oh my god, jeez. No, seriously. Yeah. yeah. And um, yes, about big shows coming up. Actually, the biggest gig of my career um, on March second. I am okay. playing with Richie Houghton. Wow. Oh, Avantech? At uh, their new industrial warehouse. Ooh, so. Super secret location. Yeah. Wow, that's huge. Uh, oh, look at I that. Well done. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny because they didn't tell me when they booked me. They said, you like, oh, you're going to be on this date. How okay. Good. second, and I was like, yeah, sure. I'll see. Uh, and yeah. then I saw um, the real, and I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I, I totally cried. You know, I was like, <laughs> you know, like, just very honored that, um, you know, they trust me. Yeah. And, like, yeah. You're like, oh yeah, Richie Hahn's playing. I wonder who's supporting. And you're yeah. like, <laughs> no, it's very cool. I do that. Very, yeah. very grateful for Van Tech. Van Tech has been my place uh, since day one, and like, mm-hmm. it's a family to me. And mm-hmm. you know, and I messaged them saying, you know, thank you so much. Like, I definitely don't take it for mm-hmm. granted. And like, I will represent you guys well. You know, yeah. so like, it's, it's a big one. Like, I. I still can't even believe it. So That's yeah, March second, like March yeah. second. So Mark your cool. calendars. Do That's we know if their air conditioning is gonna be better than the last place? So have you? <laughs> do you know their new industrial? I don't. Know. I haven't been. Okay, no. so they did their first event on New Year's, which I got to play at, and it's was it like, packed like whoa. a sardine can? Dude, it's a fifteen thousand square foot. <laughs> Insane. So like that's crazy. Yeah, it's massive. And Very have, cool. They had wow. uh, two rooms, two in the stages. Okay. Yeah. It is. Oh, it's a festival so indoors. Oh, cool. Bumping. Like seriously, like it's it's totally like are we talking out. like um vault level size or like smaller, bigger? I'm it's hard to, to tell because it was like fifteen hundred people, fifteen square foot, so, fifteen thousand square feet. I think like so I'm actually so bad water. at knowing how many people you can fit, but I think when I yeah. asked, like you could fit twenty five hundred people. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. kind of like it. So like, think double the Commodore and then some. Oh. Yeah. That's a great size. Yeah. And it's yeah. really sick. And in mm-hmm. the the second, like, their their main room, because, um, yeah, they have, like, a, a smaller room when you first walk in, which is still, like, really big. Like, mm-hmm. it's just as big as Bigger than their room. old yeah. venue? Uh, or as big as their old venue? Probably as big as, yeah. I mean, I'm so yeah. bad at, like, <laughs> it's big. It's a good space. She's wearing the visor. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't see past <laughs> no the visor. Vision. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then you, like, walk around this 
corner they have to go around the bend and all of a sudden it just opens up and the ceilings are so tall and Whoa. i was like walking into narnia here like yeah. let's go oh okay gosh, so it's going. not gonna be a sardine can like that <laughs> okay, god the no. richie Houghton show like, last time i was dying it is very very worth te- worth checking out yeah, yeah. and yeah well yeah, i guess Van- we'll see you there well, yeah i would love that yeah. and uh yeah vantex like they've Wow, they have so many like headliners coming in. Like they've been mm-hmm. really on the bookings, and now with yeah. this new space, like being being able to curate like the proper show for a bigger mm-hmm. warehouse venue, and mm-hmm. then you know their the Bantech warehouse, mm-hmm. and so it's really mm-hmm. cool to see like how they're gonna play with curating new shows mm-hmm. and like introducing new vibe, yeah, and yeah. new artists, yeah. and bring to- more people on board. Totally, that's, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. congrats Is to Vantech for sure. Yeah, yeah that's really huge. Seriously, yeah, yeah, that's huge. Really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Any move to expand or like put more money or put more venues into mm-hmm. Vancouver is always appreciated. It's yeah. always I I love amazing. it. They're, and they're keeping both too. It's like they're just yeah. like really just trying to grow it, you yeah. know, and like it started because like you know pal mccall from spain and they're like mm-hmm. we love techno mm-hmm. and we need to make it happen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they did yeah. they and literally they did. kicking really and screaming and for sure yeah and then it kind of yeah just reminds me like hey why are you doing it because you love it and you know mm-hmm. it's like so not easy what they're doing like mm-hmm. it is no. a lot of hard work oh yeah. my gosh this they, they and they really went out on a limb to be like we're gonna focus on techno yeah, which is a genre yeah. that vancouver at the time it's, was not yeah. popular yeah. yeah 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 it's very very cool and then you know and then coming into it, just discovering techno and realizing mm. it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and then being mm. like wow and there's people making it happen that yeah. i get to go express myself with mm-hmm. it so yeah. it's just like yeah it's it's like a really cool community beautiful very family cool, yeah. everybody yeah. coming together because they all love techno yeah yeah Amazing! Yeah. Yay! Yay, techno. Techno. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You guys thank are lovely. Thank you hosts. for hanging out. Yeah. Thank you for vibing. Yeah. Thanks, Twitch fam. Thanks, yeah. Twitch fam. Thank you for being out there. Mm-hmm. Please follow C Star on all the platforms. Go see her shows. SoundCloud yeah. is very curated, yeah. <laughs> very beautiful. There was an epic uh, YouTube uh, oh, show, yes. February 18th, 2023. She played at Vantech. I was listening to it earlier today. Amazing. Thank you. Phenomenal. I did love that set. That was mm-hmm. a good one. Oh, you look like just so into it. I was loving mm-hmm. it. And what else? Please follow us. Yes. Um, I mean, if you're free. <laughs> if you have a little space in your sub uh, category. List, yeah. A list. I'm and definitely looking forward to seeing uh, what other artists you bring on the show. Yeah. I know I'll be tuning in for sure. Every right. single week we have yeah. a new artist. What do we yeah. do next week? Somebody exciting. Somebody very exciting. Very different. Very exciting. I oh. Will... oh, you're kidding me. I like it. A little secret. Okay. Little secret. I just mean you'll have to tune so in. Tune in. I, think, I feel like I'm forgetting something. No, that's it, right? We will, it, Yeah. Are we going to do the weekend report thing yeah. after? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. we get yeah, yeah. this. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay. Come back to the weekend reports and we'll yeah. see you very soon. Yeah. Much love, guys. Bye.